Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that's the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. John, welcome. Welcome to another week. To another week. Uh, recording later on a Sunday because mm-hmm. there's still conferences going on. Yeah, it's it's uh, E3 time, but not E3 time. I don't know if I like this. I like Obviously, E3 is a cool event. Um and like I like that everything's just, just just like so much for a week. I don't like having it dragged out. Like I don't like having to get up and get hyped for some like new conference for like a whole month. I'm not a fan of this. And everything's leaked anyway, so Yeah. That's the problem. I think it, at least with E three, like the leaks come, but there's so much stuff potentially going on that stuff's always gonna slip through the cracks and become then like the big surprise. Yeah. That you don't get. Whereas I feel like with this format, the way that it's been, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just everything gets leaked. You're like, oh, this part. got announced officially now? I thought this was announced weeks ago. Oh, no, is it just a leak that yeah. pretty much was confirmed? Yeah, and like we'll get into the this weekend's event, the Ubisoft Forward, which like on Friday had the big thing spoiled for it to the point where they're like, yep, you got it. it this, this is real. Wait till Sunday, though, to find out more and yeah. see a full look at it. But it's just like, fuck, man. Like, that sucks. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a bummer. I'm not a big fan. I will, like... E3, there's too much stuff sometimes, and you feel like you miss some of the things just because, like, every, you know, website that you go to to look for articles or news about games and stuff updates every 30 seconds with some new thing or some new game was shown or new gameplay of something. Yeah, or, you can't be on top of it the yeah, whole time. Um, but I think this is worse. Like, obviously, we I figured not E3 regular was going to be worse than regular E3 this year. because yeah, anyway. Because like, <laughs> everything's worse, but... Uh, now that we've been doing it for, I don't know, like a month and a half, it's definitely worse. <laughs> like, I feel like we've been doing this for six weeks of just like, okay, here's somebody else's conference and they make it seem like it's a big deal. And then it's a, and then it's not, and then it's poop. Yeah. So instead of having a, you know, four days that are disappointing, we just have like small micro disappointments all month. Well, and I think it's tough too, because I feel like with E3, because I'm like in the mood for like rabid gaming news yeah. that I'm willing to pay more attention to something that I wouldn't have otherwise watched. Like... We're not going to talk about this because I didn't watch it. I'm assuming you didn't either. But like Devolver had their conference oh, thing I didn't even know that existed. earlier this week. Yeah. And I normally <laughs> would be all for that because they had put on like a fun little video. And it's always like a – and there's usually one or two games in the Devolver digital like platform that I care about or yeah. think will be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, whether I end up playing it or not, it's a different story. But like this one, I just like looked real quick because I saw it two days later. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, that was supposed to be a thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Oops. I don't like any of these. I don't care. Uh, I don't care to go back. So I'm sorry if you were here hoping that we would talk about the Devolver Digital panel video, but we're, we we didn't watch it. I didn't even know what happened. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my problem right off the top with this whole extended E3 Summer of Super Fun Games scenario. Uh, it's just too damn long. Just give me a week. Just there is some w- positives to like everything being broadcast online, though, is that like, I mean, not just gaming, but like other stuff is now just available streaming so like yeah i miss going to concerts but at the same time like i can now go see bands play in japan granted at like five in the morning but yeah, like you wouldn't have otherwise been able to see right like my favorite band put on a live this morning at like six in the morning granted i missed it but like it's it was available for anyone in the world to see yeah can you watch it after the fact um you can pay money to watch it after the fact oh, which okay. i actually might do because yeah. like they're my favorite visual k band so like it's twelve dollars i might as well give them twelve bucks to watch it yeah 
Um, but like they were just, like tweeting about it and stuff. And when I woke up, I was like, "Shit, I forgot that was going on." <laughs> missed it. Yeah, I mean, like I guess it'll it might be different. Like when the Comic Con at home stuff happens. Like, yeah. But then again, that stuff is said we're containing it over the week that would have been Comic Con. So we have our Wednesday schedule and our Thursday schedule and our Friday schedule and Saturday schedule and all that stuff. So it's still the maintained. Like if this had all been done where it's like we're still doing E3 week but E3 at home and everybody just stretched it out to like that strip of time and spread it out, then I would have been all for it. But I understand that like work from home means that the things that you probably would have been on top of to reveal that you now have to push back a couple of weeks. Like I get why it's just a, it's just a bummer. Well, and then they also have to play nice with everyone else. So they're like, I don't really want to stream like after this person, like I'm going to announce my shit when I want to. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I, you know, well, and like I said, we'll talk about the Ubisoft conference coming up in a little bit, but in the meantime, John, what did you play this week? Um, So I've just been playing Call of Duty. Yeah, um, I'm biding my time for Sushi Mail, which comes out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I like went and repaid or paid off the rest of it just in case. Not that like paying off the rest of it's going to guarantee that it shows up in the store, but like no, I mean I think they're all in the stores. You got it from GameStop. GameStop, yeah, yeah and they're I mean they're open, open now. Yeah. Uh, did they send you any kind of like rules or anything for? Is there like I'm assuming there's no midnight, but no, I it... I asked the guy the the um, cashier was kind of flippant about the whole thing yeah. like i walked in and i was like hey can i pay off my sushima reserve and i was like do you guys take cash and he was like no and i was like uh, okay i think it's probably because they they haven't been taking cash since march but like if you haven't gone in to buy a game in that time you might not know that or this might not be the one time like you might not have even thought to ask the last no, time no, no. you were so in. so he goes no and i'm like oh, okay and he goes of course we do and i was like oh Weird, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's lame. No, yeah, and I was like, all right, well, he was like, well, it's American tender. I was like, well, you you guys weren't taking cash the last time I came here, so I'm just asking now because that's what I have. He's like, well, of course. Not well, of course. Okay. Yeah. Um, But they have, like, plexiglass in front of their cashier, uh, and then nothing on the sides. So, like, all right, you're, you're... Defending yourself from one of three entrances. <laughs> well, yeah, but the well, no, but that's smart because theoretically you're talking to the person on the side where there's plexiglass. So if you accidentally sneezed or coughed or did anything, that's another barrier between you. Most people aren't going to be like going around the side to talk to them. But it's only in front of where the like. There's nothing in front of his monitor. There's nothing in front of the keyboard. And since like it's a giant circle, it's just like imagine if we just had a plexiglass right in front of your face, and that's all it was. Well, yeah, but that's your face is what you're trying to protect. I get it. It makes sense. I don't know. It just seemed like silly, especially since. He, he was talking, the, the monitor was facing this way, or to the right, and he's talking to me sideways, so past the, the glass already. Well, we've already established he's dumb for his cash thing, so, yeah. you know, you can't you can't put the plexiglass on him. That's no. That that was a smart idea by them, and he's just a dummy. Yeah. Uh, there was obviously nobody in the store, um, but uh, I paid that off, and then I've just been biding my time in Call of Duty. Um, I've been playing a lot of Warzone lately, because... Mm-hmm. I got to the battle pass where I've completed all the the levels and like I've got to rank 155 and there's no like progression level wise I can do. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just doing the rank progressions, which are like the little challenges that they had. Um, and then this season is the first season they've had Warzone specific ones, which is frustrating for me since I don't play Warzone very often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been doing them. I have just three left now or two left now. Um, I have to buy uh, armor. But the armor crate or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The one that just gives you, like, full armor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, like, for your whole team, too. 
um, and then revive my teammate 15 times from the kiosk, which I don't play like uh, duels or trios or quads or anything like that. I usually play solo, so I'm going to have to. But like every time I've played, the few times I've played with uh, like trios or quads, mm-hmm. anytime somebody dies, they just leave. So like I, so I like can't buy them back in. Normally when I play with other people, they always stick around. Like so. I've I've got two of the fifteen. Yeah. Like and that's over probably ten games. Weird. Um, but I've gotten a third place twice, and that's my that's my cap so far. Nice. And one time was my own fault, uh, where uh, well, my own fault pseudo. Uh, like I was at the bottom of the query, and um, someone had called out a target on me, so I like knew somebody was coming in, and I found like this little corner where there's an actual crate like a wooden crate mm-hmm. and i just hid in that crate because there was a door right in front of me and like someone if they're coming i can hear them walking so i can just like go and spray the corner and luckily two dudes came right in front of me sprayed them down one guy was super pissed off called me a camper which is that's the point ridiculous because that's kind of the point especially when there's only like we're in the second to last circle like point of the yes game. i'm camping yeah that's it the literally the point of the game is be the last person standing. So why do you need to run around? Yeah, it's um, not about proving that you got the most kills because no one can see that. All anyone can see is that you are the winner at the end. Yeah, so and just who cares how around. many kills I got? If I won, I won. Like yeah, I I, I I'm the best out of well, I'm not the best. I'm the survivor out of all of you. It doesn't yeah, say you're, but the you're the best, best of that game. game. No, but that's the point. So I camping in like the regular multiplayer is one thing because like that's about chaos and running around. A lot of them are mission based and things like that. Yeah. Um, and like, I kind of get that. Um, and I understand why people get mad at campers because probably if there was just a one-on-one straight, I saw you, you saw me, you'd probably kill me, but that's not the whole point of the game. The point of the game is to survive and kill other people when you have to, or when you want to. Well, and like camping was a term when like battle royals didn't exist. Like camping was a term where you had to kill everyone to survive. Yeah. This is a survive until the end that doesn't mean you have to kill anybody yeah. like that's not the point of this you game. could literally win this mode and get zero kills well one you have to kill no. the last person no you don't they could get caught in the gas oh, that's you true. literally do not have yeah. to get a kill to win the game um which means that camping is totally fine yeah it's a viable option absolutely it's how i won all my games for the most part it's how i came in second earlier today <laughs> but i had a, a the contract called out on me so i was the whatever the um and i'm at the bottom of the query and i can hear a dude running around above me mm-hmm. and um i called out a uav real quick because it's what i had left and i there was a um there was a uh, the fucking laser pointer thing what's that called oh like a cluster strike oh uh, yeah there was a cluster strike in front of me the dude who had it yeah. I, I killed one of the guys had it so i grabbed that quickly turned and i knew the guy was up on the ledge so i just like shot the cluster strike at the edge ran back inside and waited for him to come and sure enough i hear his parachute open so he jumps down on the roof i sprayed him killed him and then, like, look to my right, and there's the fucking gas coming in. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And I was at the bottom of the quarry, and oh, the there was nowhere to go. Yeah. Well, at the quarry. So, like, the rock quarry that has like, oh, okay, the tiers yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And the building was right up against the wall, like, the rock wall. So I couldn't have... Couldn't get out. I couldn't get out. And so I just died to the, the gas. And then, like, two seconds later, the dude who was up at top one. And I was like, son of a bitch. I was, I was so close. Listen, Obi-Wan Kenobi said I always have the high ground. I, I didn't but, think. That's what you got to do. I also thought I had a um, I thought I thought had a gas mask. And then I the reason I was killing the second the, the fourth guy was I was hoping he had one. So yeah. I had enough time to try and hop up the, the, um, the wall. But nope. 
didn't and then I was super pissed off and I got I think fourth earlier a couple weeks ago um and then my team of four came down to two people just me and my my teammate and we came in third as well but um I bought in the dude at the like the last second pretty much mm-hmm. and he came parachuting in um and I had just killed another guy so he had like a full loadout and my teammate grabs the loadout and everything like that um and we're in the middle of the uh, airport and like we're next to one of those jersey barriers the, the concrete barriers mm-hmm. And the second he grabs a loadout, he, like, goes and peeks and instantly dies or he instantly gets downed. And I'm like, oh, I'll revive him. So I'm reviving him. And as I revive him, I, like, turn around and the dude who shot him was just standing there. And mm. I was like, ah. Damn. If I hadn't revived you, if I hadn't yeah. cared about my partner. Nope. Sometimes you got to be selfish. I, I probably would have won because he killed me. He killed my teammate. And then his his uh, the other guy must have died in the gas because, yeah. like, right after that. It was, it was over. It was over, and it's a third, so that's why I was like, someone else might have must have been still alive, but they must have died in the gas. But I was like, ah, so so close. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that, and like, it's addicting, I, right? It is addicting, but also like, I get those like four bad starts, and then I'm just like, I'm done. Like, yeah, where like I got one where I landed, and I there was a specific mission to start X amount of um, contracts in yeah. this, this certain area. And so I was just going down, starting them, and then if I died, I died. Like, I didn't care. But, like, uh, I go, I like went down, I grabbed the contract, um, and then some dude just, like, parachutes in and then, like, assassinates me. And I was like, what? why? Like, it's so frustrating. Like, he literally just followed me down yeah. just to get the one kill. And I was just like, ah, oh, you son of a bitch. Um, but I did get a couple assassinations in the Gulag, which mm-hmm. is... Super fun, especially when it's just you and the other person. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anyone get an assassination. I got three. Two, one of them, the dude was AFK or just didn't care about living or whatever because he yeah. was still chilling in the back. But I've definitely seen that where like I've run around a corner and they never moved. And I was just like, oh, okay, yeah. well, I'll just shoot you now. <laughs> I had one where uh, we were both using snipers and like I, I whiffed hate, on my I first shot. And it's just snipers. And I was like, I know he's going to kill me. Um, uh, and then he comes running in the direction I'm in. And I'm like, I'm going to strafe him. So I went around to the right. And I went around the whole map, and he's still just, like, peeking around that corner, thinking I'm still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, he either isn't, like, he's listening to music or whatever. He's not, he can't hear my feet. Yeah. Like, that's the only way you don't know I'm here and fucking assassinate him. <laughs> it's like, take that sucker. I had a, um, and I, then I had a fisticuffs one where it was just me and the other dude. Uh, and the only thing we had was uh, our fists. And I did the same thing. I just sprinted around the whole edge, and he was trying to tiptoe around. I'm like. You have to be within punching distance of me to kill me anyway, and I instantly assassinated him. Yeah, I've had a couple recently where it was just fists that I was really surprised by, but both of them I just had like the dude sprinting right at me, and I threw a knife in his chest, and I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing it wrong. Yeah, well, like, he must not know that the knife exists. Then. I guess, but like if you if you start out with just fists, I the first thing I did when that happened was I looked to be like, wait, what? Like what other guns? Like do I have anything else? And yeah. that's when I saw the little knife. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, I th- I had a couple of those. Um, one of them I slid because I knew the dude was gonna throw the knife. So like the second I saw him, I slid, and then I just like punched his nuts to death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the smart way to go about it. But I, the two people I had when I had just fist, they just ran straight, didn't do anything else, and so I just th- threw it in their chest. Like I didn't even hit him in the head. I yeah. just threw it in the chest. And they were dead. It's a but- great feeling. I got um, probably the most satisfying, two of the most satisfying kills. One of them I actually saved on my phone, like, or I saved using the capture thing, which is so hard to navigate on the PS4, by the way. 
Um, but uh, I like got a double headshot quick scope by accident, pretty much. Like, Sick. I, uh, there, I saw I saw a guy down. It wasn't in, in multiplayer, not in in Warzone, but I saw a guy like down at the edge, and so I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna try and shoot him." And he kept peeking around the corner, and so I jumped over the like the wall to like where he was and quick scoped just to shoot in his general area. And one of his teammates walked right in front of me at the same moment. So I just got them both with the same bullet. I was like, oh, sweet. So I, like, saved that. Um, and then I was playing ground war because I needed to get challenges for um, headshots with a specific sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I saw a team in a helicopter flying by. A dude jumped out and was, like, parachuting. And I was like, ah, just shot a random bullet in his area. Headshotted him out of the sky. He was in a parachute. And then the helicopter comes flying by in front of me, and I did the same thing where I just like quick scoped up, just hoping to maybe it was on fire or something like that, mm-hmm. and shot the pilot with a headshot as well. And I was like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. And then the helicopter came crashing into the the building, and then the passenger who was on the other side died as well. And I was just like, amazing! Like they're gonna they're gonna like report me for cheating or whatever, but yeah, fucking awesome! You know it was real. It's totally yeah. fine. I had something ha- like that happened to me. Where, like, I was going to do a recon, and it was one of those ones where it was in, like, a storage container mm-hmm. or, like, the little garages or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, like, I drove a car up there, got out of the car, walked in, like, got the got the recon, completed it, did everything. Like, got back in the car and stupidly, like, pulled up the map. It was, like, one of the buggies. I, like, pulled up the map to be like, okay, where next? Where do I go to next? And I got sniped, like, sitting in the driver's seat of the car, yeah. like, through the back of the head. And I was just like, God damn it. Yeah. I was so, I felt so good about myself. I had all of the circles down to like the last, so like that was the last recon I needed. Yeah. To like know exactly where I wanted to go. And camp. Yes, that's right. Camp. Sit uh, and wait. Is sit what it's and called. wait for suckers <laughs> yeah. uh, is the name of the game, folks. Uh, and I was so pissed. Because then like I went to the gulag and I beat the guy in the gulag, but then like I went, ran into a building just haphazardly to try to get like an armor plate or a gun or anything. And yeah. there was a dude sitting there and killed me. I was like, well, uh, that's what I get. He was playing the game just that's, as well. That's it. I wasn't even mad at him. I was mad at myself for not like tiptoeing in the room or yeah. going to try to find a gun out in the open or in some kind of tent, like a place where someone wouldn't conceivably be hiding. Because uh, that's half of it is knowing where people are going to hide. Yeah. Well, and like fortifying yourself as well. Yeah. I had like I was in the those concrete bunkers. There's that one small area that has like those concrete bunkers that are kind of next to each other. Yeah. Um, and people don't like listen to or care about their footsteps. So, like, this dude was running around willy-nilly. I was like, all right, I know there's a guy in here. I put a claymore right next to the, the door. Um, but he must have seen, like, the laser because it shot through the door or something like that. Yeah. Um, and he, he shot the, the claymore and, ki- and killed it. So I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to spray the door. Like, clearly he knows I'm in here. Yeah. Sure enough, killed him just spraying through the door. I, I was like, attention. all right, idiot. <laughs> so I closed the door again. I had another claymore, put it out. And again, um, someone threw a, a C4, which blew the door open, but didn't kill the Claymore. And then they shot the Claymore, and I just, like, peeked around the corner and killed that dude, too. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, just be quiet. Like, yeah, it's not that hard. And also, like, pay attention to the dead body and all right, this stuff. Right, there's clearly two dead bodies chilling here. Yeah. Like, someone's in here. Which, I mean, yeah, he was trying to kill me. The C4 might have done it if he had thrown it properly, or it had blown up closer or whatever. Yeah. So he was trying, but, like... At least come in gun blazing after you throw a C4 yeah. in. Don't peek quietly. Yeah. Um, 
Well, that's good. But, but I'm yeah, glad you're just, enjoying Warzone. Just, just Warzone, and then Sushima will be out on Friday, so mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a good time. I, I, I've seen just the people that have been playing it so far say it's good, but I haven't seen like reviews or anything like that. There's tons of footage that's been coming out for it, and I'm just like, I'm not watching this. Yeah, I haven't watched anything for it. Um, instead, I was like watching Sekiro gameplay, just because like, I'm like, it's in the same vein, but I'm like watching speedrunners play it, and I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> this is a different type of like mentality and like mindset to like speed run a game like this. Yeah, Although you guys they're aren't playing the of, same game. They're not. They're yeah. They're breaking it. Like they're yeah. getting like characters stuck in the corner and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but still, like I just I love that game so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, Sushi Must be good. Yeah, and are are you gonna pick it up? Yeah, probably. I gotta finish Last of Us Two, mm-hmm. um, which I played a bit more of this week. I don't know how far. I like. I'm really weary to like look how far in. Yeah, because I am because everything Last of Us Two right now is going to be spoilers yeah. or think pieces or right. hit pieces or whatever you know is going to be out. Like when I was playing Last of Us One. It was one of those things where it's like, I can look it up because it's not going to be inundated with story stuff. It's just going to be walkthrough links. Whereas I feel like if I type Last of Us 2 walkthrough, the first article is going to be like, don't bother with a walkthrough because the ending is stupid because here's the ending or something like right. that. Where it's, you know, some somebody is really pissed that they didn't like the social commentary or whatever dumb thing that people hate the game for without having played it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like weary of that. So I don't know how far in I am. But I've only played like another like four or five hours past where I was last week, so probably a quarter of the way to maybe half. I know that it's longer, so yeah, than the I first read game. The first so. one was longer than the first one was. Yeah, so maybe a quarter to a half, I would say. Um, so I'm gonna try to play it a bunch this week, um, since I'll be stuck inside, and just try to finish that up before Tsushima. Uh, I'm still enjoying it. Still good. Still very much same as Last of Us, and but. The story's unfolding pretty well, and I like some of the twists and turns thus far. So yeah. I'm excited to keep playing that. That's and good. and uh, yesterday I I bought uh, Iron Man VR, so I got to play a little bit of that. I didn't get much farther than the like tutorial because you basically do the tutorial to like show you how to armor up, and then you go and you do the like the level from the demo where you jump out of the plane. Uh, or you're forced out of the plane. Yeah. Um, and there's just kind of that introduction. But then there's some other stuff where you're like walking around Tony Stark's house and looking at all like the magazines. And so I spent a, a bunch of time just like walking around and looking at like all the stuff that is just out for you to be able to pick up and read through and just to kind of like immerse myself in the world a little bit. To be Tony Stark. Yeah, more or less. I mean, that's the that's the whole point, isn't it? Did you get it? drunk? I thought about that. Like, I really thought, like, man, I got bourbon downstairs. Like, should I just be doing shots of this? But I was like, no, I don't. I don't know. It's VR. That's a yeah. little bit weirder to where, like, I'm fine in it now. Like, I, at no point, which is a, to- a testament to the game, that I did I feel motion sicky. That's good. There's no point where I, like, felt dizzy or had a headache or anything like that. Where yeah. sometimes when I play in VR, it's... Like, thinking about putting on the headset to play a certain game is like, oh, I kind of already have a headache just, like, thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but some game, especially a game where you have, like, movement. But One, like, three movement. Yeah. yeah. Like, Hot Shots VR, I never felt sick, but it's also I'm just standing there swinging a club. Like, there's right. nothing really to it. Yeah. Um, this with flight and walking around in the mansion and all these other things. It had every possibility to be something where I could have got motion sick, um, but it wasn't anything like that uh, at all, which was nice. 
Uh, I did find my old like toy Iron Man Halloween mask, so I, that fit perfectly <laughs> over the VR headset. So I, I did send that to John nerd. and Joe to just be like, guys, look, I'm Iron Man. I sent it to my girlfriend as well, and she's like, wow. You are so unbelievably attractive. That is not what she said. She did, but I, but I was also like with an air of irony. Yeah, oh, with a hundred percent dripping with irony. It definitely was not. um, It was definitely not a bragging moment. Uh, It was more like, "Look, I'm silly," Uh, and her just being like, "You're fucking idiot." You're like, "I also have that mask, and it's always here." Yeah, exactly. that's (laughs) That's what she asked me. She's like, "Did that come with the game?" And I was like, "No." No, Even good. worse, I've, I I have it. <laughs> no, I bought it myself with my own money. It did not come with the game, absolutely not. Um, but it's fun so far. Like I like it. Again, it's VR, so I think I played about an hour of it. Um, but you just like you can't spend all afternoon. Well, and this one's more VR. active than anything else, too. Yeah, so it's cool. I'm still a little leery of the like the cord, just because there's turning in 360. I did figure out that there's a way to like turn the camera without having to turn your body, which is nice. So that helps if I have to turn like completely around yeah. 180. So that way I don't have to like lose track of the cord. I do wish there was like a belt clip on the cord or something. Which there I'm was sure that I... one that we found that yeah, the but... people can 3D print. Yeah, and I'm sure I could just like stick a command strip on it or something like that, and it would do the job just fine for what I needed it for. Um, I just wish I didn't have to do that. I'm still hoping that there will be a PSVR two at some point that'll be wireless. And if that's the case, I'll probably get that. Just I think like, it's just a matter of time. Uh, just because I have enough VR games where I feel like it would be a worthwhile investment. As opposed to when I bought the VR the first time, it was very much a guesswork of, is there going to be enough stuff here that I like that I want to play? Right. Uh, or will be willing to play? Uh, and at this point, I feel like I have a big enough catalog, even though I haven't played everything that I own for the VR. There's enough stuff there where I could justify getting like another headset for 300 or 400 or whatever it would be. That's wireless that has a better, you know, screen in the visor and things like that that would take things to the next level. I think yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Um but I yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm glad that I got it. It I had the like fan blowing in my face, so it kind of gave me more of that <laughs> flying sensation, even though I don't know if in the helmet of Iron Man he would feel a breeze or a draft or anything. I feel like that'd be bad. I mean, it's not just the helmet, but it's a whole body, so he wouldn't feel anything. I guess, yeah. But like, I don't know how, like, I mean, I assume it's got to be like airtight, but at the same time, he's gone to space in the regular suit and passed out, so I don't know. Maybe some air does get in uh, to where you'd feel a little yeah. bit of a breeze. None of the, like, you don't ever see hair moving when they show the like in like in the movies or in the cartoons. Like they show his face and the hood. You right. never see hair moving or wafting or anything like that. Well, I mean, there's got to be some sort of ventilation in there because, like, if not, he'd just be like sitting his own stench. Well, and like cooking because it's just hot metal. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I assume there must be some kind of like AC cooling in there, but it still felt like I was flying to have like the wind in my face, which was cool. Uh, I'll just sit behind you with like and move it in the direction that you're or the opposite direction that you're going. I got a bunch of fans. I'll just do that. <laughs> just <laughs> just turn them on and off for the the direction that no, you're going. No, they'll just be on all the time and then when I'm facing it, that's when I'll really feel it. Gotcha. I won't feel it as much on my back cuz the clothes are there, but like once it's there in my face, just perfect. Um but it's cool. I think the like the flying mechanics are still super intuitive and fun. Um it was cool to like you don't get to do this in the demo obviously, but in the regular game you meet like an old AI that you've developed and he helps you kind of outfit your suit with new weapons and stuff. So that's that's cool cool. to like select the, you know, the gauntlet on the right arm and then like 
pick the part that you want and kind of like you can drag it around to like look at it and stuff like that and then you can equip it and go out on like test flights and stuff so that's pretty cool uh, but i'm enjoying it so far it, it's very much gonna be one of those things where you just play it for an hour at a time an hour here an hour and a half there yeah uh, i don't think this is a thing i'll be able to like sit down and binge I wonder how many sessions that be. Like, how how much of a full title is this? I mean, for from what I understand, it's probably like eight to ten hours, which is great. It's a decent for a forty dollar game. Like, yeah, it's not too bad. And there's all kinds of like challenges and stuff. And I mean, there were definitely things where like I was doing flight challenges where I'm flying around. You got to go through all the rings and shoot all the things. And I was like, you know, messing up because it's the first time playing. Yeah. And so I got really bad times. It's like, do you want to go again? So, like, I could go again yeah. to, you know, get more value out of it. But I was like, no, 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 I just want to progress to the story right now. So, there's at least replayability and, like, going and doing those challenges again. That's good. Uh, so, even when the story is over, if I ever just want to jump in and be like Iron Man, I can do that without necessarily having to run through the story. Right. Um, so, that'll be good. But, um, yeah, I'm having a blast with it so far. Uh, the loading times are really bad. Uh, which sucks when you're sitting there in the helmet because normally if a game has bad load times, you just like pick up your your phone. Yeah, you pick up your phone or you like go to the bathroom or like go make a sandwich or something. You just do something else. Whereas this, you're kind of just like standing there. So at the beginning, that's when I was like fiddling with the Iron Man mask. And like (laughs) every once in a while, I would just like pop the visor forward a little bit and look at my phone and like respond to texts telling me how stupid and nerdy I was um, and things like that. So... I guess that's a way to get over it, but, and I understand like it's loading a lot of things and it's a limitation of the hardware, which kind of sucks, but ultimately it's still a fun title thus far. uh, And I'm glad to be playing it. Yeah. Is this going to be something that comes out on the PS5? Do you think the game? Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be backwards compatible most potentially. I don't know if that'll affect the the load times though. Cause like the, the PS5 is supposed to be like the fast loading, instant loading thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would depend. There might have to be an enhancement from a, like a dev standpoint to teach it how to load faster with the new hardware. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like they would need to enhance it somehow to be like, okay, yeah. use this different architecture yeah. to improve the overall quality. It has to pull from it yeah. differently. Uh, but even still, like you're still looking at it in the PS4 headset, so it's not like you'll get that much of a visual bump because it's still got to be you know, process through and everything like that. And I don't think the PS, they haven't said anything about VR compatibility with the PS5 other than it will work. Yeah. But I don't know if you'll still need the like converter box thing with PS5 or if PS5 will be just powerful enough to run it straight up where you don't need that. I would hope not considering how big it is. Yeah. Cause like, it'll be a weird thing to like have this box then sitting on top of this curved. Cause that's how I have it now. Like I just have the box sitting on top of the PS4. Yeah. And it looks like they go together as opposed to the PS5. It won't look like that. Which is why I'm hoping sooner rather than later they introduce a, a wireless version that just runs on its own. And I don't have to worry about all the boxes and cables and everything. Yeah, I still think that's just a matter of time. Yeah, oh, so do I. But it's, you know, time's a ticking. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about these things. Just like I want to hear about those Mario collections that were supposed to be part of oh, the June yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, jeez, that was... I'm waiting on all ago. the things. Uh, and price for PS5. Like, there's so many things I'm waiting on. Just keep, give me all the information. That's what I'm see, saying. I don't don't spread it out. Just give it to me all up front. Do you see there was some ad um, for some internal Sony advertisement that, like, didn't actually go out that had a black PS5 in it? No, but I want that. Um, that, like, is easily to just Photoshop and say it's an ad. But, yeah. like, it could be real. Yeah. No, I mean, they've said that the white one is the, the launch, like, PS5. Obviously, we're going to get a black one at some point. Whether it's some special edition, like yeah. 
what I, what I would absolutely love is that if there was a special Spider-Man PS5 for Miles that was black and red with the spider oh on it. Oh my god, with the spider logo on the side? And then I'd be like, okay, perfect. It's, it's black, which is fine. It's yeah. what I want. <laughs> the spider logo, I love the Miles spider logo. Yeah. Uh, and that would be probably on the top slash side, when I, like top if I'm laying it flat, side if I'm standing it up. And I would never see that, so it wouldn't bother me that I have like some other thing. It would just, when you see it from the front, it would just look like an all-black PS5. So that's what I... And That's what I really want. Enhance the resale value. Yeah, um, but I don't think I think we would have heard about that by now. Um, yeah, they're not going to put a competing color at the launch unless it's going to be an official one. Yeah, so I don't. I guess we'll uh, we'll see what the, the final verdict is. But that's what I want eventually. Make it happen. We have to say, make Joe say it out loud. Yeah, there you go. Uh, All right, cool. Well, that'll do it then for what we've been playing. So we'll jump into the lightning round, not lightning round, and we'll start off with what just finished, uh, and that is the Ubisoft Forward event, uh, which I thought was going to be all-encompassing, and then turns out it's just part one, and we'll get part two or another Ubisoft Forward at some other point this year, uh, which they confirmed. So they said there's plenty more to talk about. Uh, which is a good thing, I guess, because what they did talk about today wasn't very much. Uh, normally, we'd go through kind of like an itemized list of everything that got announced, but they didn't really have anything special. Yeah, we didn't say what the list was. It wasn't very, I mean... Yeah. Um, I mean, the big takeaways from this was a real in-depth gameplay look at Assassin's Creed Valhalla, mm-hmm. a deep dive into uh, Watchdog Legion. A really long deep dive into Watchdog Legion. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I think that's the first game they have coming out before Assassin's Creed, so that's like their big deal game, I guess. Uh, but also, not much was known. It's just been like little trailers at E3 and stuff like that. Um, so this kind of gave you that feeling of everything in the world like all of the people that you interact with in the world will eventually potentially be playable which was a feature i forgot about uh which is kind of cool how like when someone from your thing dies you can just like recruit another person or take over playing as another character yeah. so like everyone's technically available which i thought was cool um the city looked like really big and they talked about how you know game journalists who have played it thus far are like, oh my god, I know exactly where this is. This is like down the street from my apartment. Like, oh my god, this is the pub I go to all the time. Yeah. Like little touches, um, which which is really cool because that, that was something that people had talked about with Watch Dogs 2 with San Francisco where they're like, oh, okay, I know this is San Francisco. I know this place. And the same thing with Marvel Spider-Man where it's like, okay, this is New York. For the most part, it feels just like New York. I right. kind of know where these things are, and I have a sense of direction because I've lived there my whole life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool to see, but I don't know. I've never played any of the Watch Dogs games. I was excited to get a free copy of Watch Dogs 2 for watching this, uh, but their system didn't work. So they said they'll give it to everybody, but I don't know how they'll do that or when they'll do that. I'm but- sure you just have to like sign up for it some sort of email list and then they'll email it to you yeah because they were like hey all you have to do is sign in on our website and watch like a minute of the live stream and you get this for free and then watch 10 minutes and you get this skin for free and watch 20 minutes and you get this assassin's creed thing and then watch 30 and you get this other assassin's creed thing Uh, and so like i went to sign in like right at the start and it just kept looping the sign in page and so then I looked on like Twitter and Reddit and everybody was just like, yeah, you don't have to give away free copies if you don't let people sign in. Really smart, Ubisoft. <laughs> uh, so that was kind of a bummer at the start. Uh, but I, you know, I'll get the game eventually. So if it works with like GeForce Now or whatever, then that'll be cool. Yeah. What did you think of Watch Dogs Legion? Uh, I did not like it. It kind of looks uh, dated. Like, all of the characters also look really goofy in comparison to the second game. Like, the second game was trying to, and especially the first game, was trying to have this mode of realism 
Whereas, like, this is almost cartoony. Like, it looks like it's parodying Saints Row, which is already a parody of a genre. Yeah, it kind of felt like the way that, like, Borderlands does a little bit. Obviously not cel-shaded, but just, like, everyone's got graffiti all over themselves. And they've got weird masks. And they've got, you know... Watch Dogs 2 had that a little bit with, like, the, you know, the neon mask that, like, had messages or whatever that one of the characters wears. But it seems like everybody has that in this one. Also, um, everyone's a terrorist. And, like, you play terrorists... Like, Depending on your point of view, maybe they're just freedom fighters. And that's, I mean, we'll I talk about the other games that were announced, but like, I feel like the majority of the Ubisoft stuff, you play the villains in all of these games. Uh, again, depending on your point of view. I mean, I mean one of them's historical. Like, <laughs> yeah, but the, even that one has a sense of context to it. Like with you're talking about Vikings, I assume. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and they showed that, and they showed a, a pretty in depth look at that as well. And one of the like mechanics, I guess you'd call it, is. You show up to the shores of, you know, some English town and you take command of other troops that you're with, like on your boat, and you can like direct them to pillage the neighborhood. Yeah, like straight up pillaging. Like yeah. that's and like the reasoning was like, oh, you need more land to to farm. So that's yeah. why you're going to England. Yeah, you're burning just, down people's houses to farm. Yeah, you're just down you're just down on your luck and it's survival of the fittest, and they'd do the same to you if they were in your position. So it's all about like historical context, I guess, of you know who's the yeah, I, who's the bad guy I, here. I, you don't uh, know what happened, and but I mean, I mean, that'll play out in the story, obviously. I don't really want to have my game ingrained in rioting and terrorist activity, and but like it just doesn't it just doesn't look good either. Like you were saying, it kind of has like the Borderlands, like everything. Every character is a like over the top character, rather yeah. than like characters have depth to them like they it, it's all like team fortressy for me um and like one of the um characters was just like john wick pretty much which was kind of neat but he was just like john wick and like red hood at the same time oh there was a dude with that red face mask that dude was kind of cool and but he was like just doing the same thing that john wick was doing and in like the the bathhouse like it was pretty much the same exact scene from the first john wick movie where he's like in the bathhouse taking out all the guys um so and it, it it's not for me and i think i mean I'm, I'm sure it'll do well i'm sure lots of people are excited for it i just no thanks <laughs> <laughs> what'd you think of assassin's creed uh, I also just don't. I, I mean, I, I haven't played Assassin's Creed games for a long time, just because I feel like they got stale um, a long time ago. Um, but I mean, it's not a character that I would rather be into. Like Vikings is not my thing in general. Yeah, same. Um, so it's not my thing uh, aesthetic-wise. But just like seeing the gameplay and stuff, it just looked very dated as well. Um, the combat, like I think. The, the cool thing I, th- I thought of, of all the stuff they showed off was, like, you can dual-wield any weapon. Yeah, I did think that was pretty um, cool. Including two shields for some reason. Hey, um, double the protection. And, but, like, them showing off the combat in the game made it look very, like, stilted. Like, uh, the, at least the first few that I played, like, you're an assassin, so, like, you necessarily don't want to be in combat, so you're doing the whole wait and react thing. But, like, here you're a viking yeah. like your job is to pillage so like you wouldn't be doing the whole like waiting and like counteracting thing well they did show off some segments that that's still a part of this so that even though you would think of the vikings as historically being like you know wield the first ask questions later they're you know they're still like okay i'm, I'm gonna throw up my cloak and walk into town and try to 
you know, blend in with the locals for a second, probably to learn information about when the best time would be to come back and pillage kind of thing. So like, it still looked like there were stealth elements to it um, to kind of keep that Assassin's Creed roots to it. Uh, But I get what you're saying about how Vikings are naturally or historically more inclined to just run and axe than than you know yeah than be stealthy yeah and like honestly i'd ride i'd like the stealthier start parts of these games too so like that's also a kind of like i'm glad that these games are more action-oriented for those people who like these action-oriented games but like the assassin's creed games i like the most were you're an assassin like yeah. you want to like if you're going to take out a body you don't want to take out a stranger like you want to take out the your your target and then hide it like i played the games like um like hitman like in hitman you can put people to sleep and like the only targets you're supposed to take out are your targets yeah and like hitman obviously gives you points at the end like <clears throat> it is a ranked system yeah there's a score to it so like i liked the perfect assassin score you never mm-hmm. get noticed like you never kill anybody except for the assassin so like yeah. that's the way i played the assassin's creed's games is like I would try not to kill any of the guards and like the Templars. I think you had to kill at a certain instance, like mm-hmm. if in parts of the game. Yeah. But like for the most part, like I would just be an assassin and take out the person I'm supposed to take out. And like these games are obviously just go and fucking pillage. Like. Yeah. Um, I was glad they showed off a lot more of it. Um, it's not something I don't think I'm going to get. Yeah. Just because I don't. Like I've said before, I just don't stick with Assassin's Creed games for whatever reason. I just kind of lose. I think it's the repetitiveness. Uh, Even though the story intrigues me or the gameplay or characters intrigue me, it just kind of gets repetitive and Mm -hmm. I lose lose track of it. But I did like some of the mechanics. Like I said, I did like the you get out of your boat and you're the team leader of your squad of Vikings. And so you can kind of – it's not RT-esque in – you know rts-esque in that year like you're not telling them like where to go or being like okay you go to this building you go to this building it's just you're instructing them to like follow you and loot and pillage and yeah, destroy like and division or um like the their ubisoft games but like the tom clancy uh wildlands did that mm-hmm. where like you had three other dudes but like you would tell them yeah take out this target or like defend or you know whatever full-on attack so i kind of like that that's making its way in a clever way to this one because it does make more sense where in other assassin's creed games you are an assassin you're kind of working alone you don't really have a need for that kind of mechanic yeah but with vikings you're going in as part of like a clan or a family or whatever you want to call it so it makes sense that that kind of mechanic is there in the game which Mm -hmm. is cool um, but again, not not really something that I'm going to get into. They showed a bunch of stuff, like they showed some mobile games, which I thought was weird because they showed those kind of towards the front of the show. It was, yeah, it was the second and third game were mobile games. Yeah, uh, which I thought was weird. Um, one Brawl of them, Hall is coming to mobile. Yeah, I mean, that's cool, I guess. It's clearly something that enough people play to where they felt compelled to do i've never played it so it's okay but it's just a smash clone yeah um and then they super cartoony they there was the one with tom clancy elite elite squad squad yeah which was like a cartoony sam fisher's in it uh from it's Splinter all Cell. of the tom clancy characters so yeah. like i play a lot of the tom clancy games so i was like oh i know like that's uh the, i can't remember her name but like the chick from siege who's the stealthy girl yeah. and like this shield guy from siege and then uh, Sam Fisher was in it, and then the villain from uh, Wildlands was in it as yeah. well. But it's just, it's a looks like it's a hero shooter. It's a five-on-five multiplayer mobile game. Yeah, which, I mean, could be cool, but the fact that it's mobile means that's, that's it. No one's going to play it. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, it might have some people that are super into it. It might if be it's worth free, checking I'll out. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, sure. it might be worth checking out, but only if you're super ingrained in the Tom Clancy games that they put out. Which um, I kind of am. Yeah, like it does have division characters and stuff. Like, and these yeah, are you all played games division, I, you played Wildlands. Yeah, these are all games Siege, I played. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, it's possible. But it it's not something you lead off your show with either. No. Um, no, and I, they all just looked like f- uh, Fortnite skins. Like it, yeah. it was it straight up just looked like Fortnite. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of things now because everyone's just trying to find their version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they did show off more of their their new um, what, what battle royale battle game, game, which yeah. is called Hyperscape something, right? Yes, Hyperscape. Uh, they look kind of cool. I mean, it doesn't look like it does anything to reinvent the wheel in terms of gameplay or graphics or mechanics or anything for the battle royale genre. Um, but it, you know, it was futuristic, and they're well, the only futuristic one really right now is Apex, I guess, and even that's still pretty standard guns and stuff. Um, so this looked like it could be a little bit more futuristic and could do some different things with that. But I don't know. Right now, it's only available on PC, so I I don't think I'll be able to play it at any point. Well, the open beta started on PC right now. Yeah, it's going to be available on everything uh, eventually. I wanted to know when they were talking about this. Where's the Roller Champions? That was Ubisoft, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Where's my Roller Derby game? I mean, where's the the something in Bones, Skull and Bones? The, well, that that the one pirate game. Where's yeah, but that one's and monsters. But those are games that are much farther out. So I think those are going to be the second one. Whereas like Roller Champions was announced last year, went into like early access or open beta or whatever mm-hmm. last year, yeah. and no news or anything on any consoles or anything like that. So it's just kind of like, oh, this would have been a perfect time if you're talking about all your mobile things and free-to-plays and stuff to do that. Whereas I can see those other ones being like, oh, we'll say that for part two because those are 2021 games. Let's focus on Odyssey and Legion as 2020 games. Uh, and then they finished off with the thing that got leaked uh, on Friday, I believe, yeah. um, which was the unveiling of Far Cry 6 which will be out, I think, February of next year. Yeah. So that's a pretty soon game as well. Uh, what did you think of the first look at Far Cry 6, both the, over the weekend and today? Um, I'm not, like, super into Far Cry. I liked 3. I think that was the one with Vosk. That game's great. Um, but just like every other Ubisoft game, they're all pretty samey. Um, I didn't play... I played 5, and then I didn't play whatever, or, like, much of... Sorry, I played four. I didn't play five or the the sequel to five, um, but like the narrative, like all of this, uh, the, the minor complaint about all of this stuff is all of these were um, cinematic trailers, except for like the deep dive into Assassin's Creed. None of this was gameplay. I feel like there was some in the Watchdog Legion stuff. Yes, but like, how much of that is? real gameplay like there was no hud or anything like that so like yeah. we, we can't tell if this is gameplay or not yeah um but the uh the cinematic trailer for far cry 6 was fucking great yeah like there was one point um and the the main villain i assume of this game i don't think this will be who you're playing as is um what's his face from breaking bad and the Mandalorian. i don't, I don't I know i, I know he's in breaking bad and uh, better call saul but i yeah. don't know who he is as a uh, um it's going to kill me as soon as you say it. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Um, but he was also, like, he's the Moff Gideon and the Mandalorian. And... Giancarlo Esposito. Yes, Giancarlo Esposito. Thank you. Um, he's the big bad villain. I liked his villain speeches. I liked him, like, teaching his son the importance of squashing a revolution and keeping the... The analogy was super cool and 
played well. The uh, the little ones in line and him holding that grenade and stuff like that, I thought was really cool. There was one point where like they walked out to look at the you know rabble rousing in the streets, and it, for a second I was like, wait, did, did they switch to a live action trailer? Like, cause this looks, it really, looks, it looks very good. This looks amazing. Um, but no, it was still CG, but like just his face looked like immaculate. Like it was a real person. Yeah. Um, I don't know who he is in comparison. So he didn't look like a person to me. He just looks like a character. Yeah. Um, but like, I like the, um, the, like it's, even though it was what, four minutes long at the most, it told a story, like the kid's building a model. He's creating something in the beginning and yeah. at the end he's destroying something. Yeah. With or potentially destroying something yeah, we don't with, know. with the grenade, um, but again, it's just riots and revolts. Um, but visually, it looked very cool. Uh, who knows what it's going to look like as a game? Who knows who your main character is? Mm-hmm. Who knows anything? Um, but the narrative that this trailer showed was super cool. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the same thing for me though. Is like Far Cry Five, where like that very first trailer with the cult leader and the whole like. You know, oh, we're taking over a Midwest town and this yeah. whole thing. Like, that was really intriguing and really cool, but it wasn't a game that I was going to play. Same thing here. I don't think I will play this game, but, no. like, that trailer was really awesome. That little short film that they made for it was super impeccable. Yeah. I thought the same thing about the Watchdog Legion short film at the beginning. I thought that was cool and interesting. Um, but, again, it's it's a Ubisoft game, so your mileage may vary on whether or not you're going to be, like, super into it. Or if it's just like, that's cool. I'm happy for the people that want it. Um, and I'll just be an outside observer, which is kind of where I am on most Ubisoft games. Yeah, I think for most of them, I'm the same way. I like the Tom Clancy games. I haven't played the last two that have come out, but generally I'm more into the Tom Clancy side of the Ubisoft stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this none of this was really for me. I'll give that Elite Squad game a shot if it's free. Um, but I was not really, nothing really impacted me much about purchasing a game after all of yeah. this. Well, because I think we just we know what to expect now. Like, no matter what Ubisoft comes out with, they have yet to really do anything that differentiates too much from their formula. Which so, is unfortunate. Like, not necessarily, because I mean, obviously, everyone enjoys them. Like, I really enjoy the Uncharted formula of games, so that's why I'm looking forward to Tsushima and all these other games that, you know, God of War was kind of like that in the new one. Like, I like the a certain format, and I will you know, go along with a million different stories that all have that format. So it's not a bad thing unless you don't like that format. Like, do I wish there was a different format Assassin's Creed game that maybe got me more into it? Sure. But it's not really a thing that I enjoy in the format. So, you know, it's... It's just not for us. Yeah, but if you're an Assassin's Creed super fan, then or, you know, an Ubisoft game super fan, and they tweaked with the formula, you might be pissed of like, oh, they broke my favorite kind of game i mean they did it with siege and siege had a rocky rocky start but is now fucking huge yeah which i mean that's different too because that's a shooter versus the other you know ubisoft like action adventure games but um but yeah i mean it had a rocky start and then it had its play it has its players now yeah um well everything on this was guns except for assassin's creed yeah but like Watch Dogs is not the same as siege or breakpoint you know, even, yes, it's guns, but it's not the same kind of game. I guess. So, yeah, I mean, but we'll see ultimately what these games turn out to be, whether they're good or they're bad or whatever. But um, I'm more interested look- in what the second 
half has for us or the second part out of i don't know how many they're gonna have mm, i'm not so much i feel like it's gonna be more of this it's gonna be skull and bows it's gonna be the zelda one gods and monsters it's mm-hmm. it'll be probably more stuff i don't know that there's a ubisoft ip or game for other than you. south park is really the only one that i'm like oh yes give me more of that so if there's a third south park game hiding in that second part later this year or another like, rayman eh, okay I love Rayman, so yeah. if they made another Rayman, I'd be super into it. <clears throat> so, or, I mean, Mario Rabbits is also big. Yeah, and I mean, that that was a big game for them. A lot of people, I'm surprised there hasn't been anything more on that front. I don't know if it's just a partnership or licensing or whatever. But... I think it didn't sell very well because it's always on some sort of super sale. You get it for free if you buy something else. Yeah, but that's but it's now three years out from when that game came out. Yeah. That game came out in fall of 2017, so... Um, it seemed to do well critically and I thought it did pretty well, you know, sales initially, whether mm-hmm. that carried through, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll see what the future has for Ubisoft with their second forward sometime later this year. Lightning round, something else to look forward to later this year, which we got a bunch of details on, including release date and price was WWE Battlegrounds. Uh, this year's video game WWE output, uh, which the only one. Yeah, which looks like it's WWE All-Stars. We've talked about it. It's over the top. It's cartoony. It's alligators are going to eat you if we throw you in the swamp. It's all kinds of goofy weirdness. Uh, And it looks cool. And so we got a bunch more information. Uh, The release date for this game is going to be September the 18th. It is going to cost $40, not $60, which is great. Because uh, I think when right, All Stars came point. out, it came out at like fifty. Like it was a full yeah, it was a fifty dollar game or sixty dollar game. Like it was a full priced PS3 360 game. No, I think it was a fifty dollar game, even though everything else was sixty. Gotcha. Yeah, so it was ten dollars lower, but yeah. still. Um, so there was a new trailer, showed off a bunch of new characters. Um, there'll be a ton of like Attitude Era people, like Yokozuna, Stone Cold. Um, you know, Braun Strowman's in it, The Undertaker, The Fiend, John Cena, Charlotte, Ronda Rousey was in it, which I was surprised by, uh, given that she hasn't been anywhere for the last like year, I think. Um, Who knows how long they've been making this now? Well, still, and I, I mean, they could just sign her for a one-off. Like it's she's a big enough deal to where it makes sense to put her in the game, and it's not like they have to do mocap for these because it's cartoony right. and over the top. Um, so you don't need to worry about that. Um, but. They did say that there's going to be a creator wrestler, which was something that I said was an absolute need, yeah. given the fact that we didn't really, before this, like know what the roster was going to be. We still don't know the full roster. Did they um, say how many, like, I think they said number-wise? Oh, I feel like it was like over 60 or over Jeez, 70 or something like really? that. But I don't have, uh, I don't have that in this one that I'm looking at, so... Yeah, I don't know the exact number that they said was definitely going to be in it, Um but, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for this. I'm glad it's not $60 because that would have been a tough sell for me mm-hmm. uh, given just the cartoony nature of it. But I'll probably pick this up at 40 either on Switch or PS4 or Stadia, depending, because I figure I'll be able to double dip and get it on other systems. Like the PS4 one will probably go on sale more often than the Switch one, but I'll probably get it on Switch to have it portably. I don't think there's any kind of cross-play, nor do I think I'd play this much online anyway. Um so it doesn't. The only people I would play with online would be like you and Joe and like Tyler and Skip. But depending on where people get it, if anybody else even gets it, um, would determine that. But I think I'll probably get it on Switch just so I can have a portable wrestling game. Yeah. Well, and if anybody's going to get it too, like I think this is something you would probably rather play with that person. Yeah. Like couch co-op or couch versus rather than 
or social distance versions rather than yeah. online. But that's the thing that you could do that for Switch, where everyone's just sitting in the same room. Like, yeah. We're all watching a pay-per-view, and before the pay-per-view, we've right. all got all our Switches, Switches out, and we're playing Battlegrounds. Um, so I could easily see that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was trying to see. It doesn't say. I was trying to see if there's. Um, well, I mean, if they didn't. I didn't know if they didn't. If they announced it or not, but if they didn't. I thought they did. It's just it wasn't in this one article that I had pulled up. Um, so, I don't know. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm super excited for that. And it's it's pretty soon. What did you think of, uh, of Battlegrounds? I said before that I was wanting it. Uh, what was it called? The Elite or whatever the um, uh, the goofy one was. All-Stars? All-Stars, yeah. I was saying that I wanted another one of these anyway. So um, I'm glad that it's coming, and I'm glad that it's not $60. So I'll probably buy it for the PS4 um, just because I like the trophy system. Like, it, it the trophies and uh, achievements still entice me to do more of a mm. game than normal. Like... Um, like for instance, I was thinking about this, like I haven't played, I didn't get all the shells in the Zelda, um, uh, Link's Awakening. Yeah. Even though like I had gotten them in the Game Boy game, but like, I was like, eh, I don't need to get them in this, but like, had there been a trophy for it, well, I yeah. absolutely would have. Yeah, for sure. I'm still kind of sad that the Nintendo never rolled out any kind of trophy or reward system when Switch came out. I thought it would have been the right time to do so. And it would have added a lot to games like Odyssey and Breath of the Wild yeah. and Link's Awakening, obviously too. Um, the only thing I can find right now, it looks like there's 26 confirmed characters, um, and they range from like Andre the Giant, Asuka, Charlotte, Kalisto for some reason, Mankind, Samoa Joe, Ronda Rousey. So like, it goes forward and backward in the in the decades. Nikki Bella, John Cena, everybody. I can't wait to see Asuka play this game. Watching Asuka consume her own stuff is like super joyful. Mm-hmm. I was watching her opening trading card packs and looking for her own card in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was like so excited when she found her own card. And then at one point she, she got a Batista card and she's like, oh, every time I meet Batista, he always says how much he's a big fan of Asuka. <laughs> um, I did find another article that said over 70 wrestlers. So Jesus. That'll be good. Plus with all the creator wrestler stuff. Dude, I'm going to make a Kenny the second I get that game. Well, and I'm hoping too that the creator wrestler mode, I think they did say also you'll be able to download other people's creator wrestlers because that's what I want. I don't want to make them myself. I want to download other people's that. Yeah spent the time all day on release day making new characters so that way i can go download you know the aew roster and all of my favorite legends and ecw characters and all every the... iteration of jericho there's ever been yeah um so i'm i'm super down for that so 40 bucks is exciting that's a good price i this... just hope it plays well yeah i mean it looks i mean it looks like it's going to be a super easy enough thing to create so i i hope that they can kind of nail it because it doesn't seem too intense. It seems very arcadey, which should be an easy thing to pull off, I would hope. Yeah. As long as it's not like a... If it's a wrestling game, I'm thinking that maybe this might be um, like a Mortal Kombat. Like a fighting game where you have just a bar. Yeah, but I'm hoping this isn't like a Mortal Kombat where you have to go up, down, front, back, A, B, like to punch. You know what I mean? Like I don't want... I don't want acclaim wrestling game controls. I want... Nintendo 64 wrestling game Right, controls. yeah, you want an actual wrestling game. Yeah. But I'm thinking, like, maybe you, it's like a, if it's, a, this is a more stripped down game, that this is more of a fighting game where you just have a bar, and once your health bar gets down to, you know, nothing, then you activate your finisher, and then that instantly makes you pin the opponent. Yeah. Um, given some of the, like, environments and things like that, I don't know if that'll be the case, because it does seem like you, like, have a lot 
to go around because that, that makes it seem like it would be shorter to me. So well, and that's not... like why I'm thinking that with the amount of characters, the character creation, and the fact that it's 40 bucks, it's probably going to be a pretty stripped down experience. But again, we don't know. Yeah. Um, so I very much, I was sad that there was no like demos out now or any kind of thing like that because I would really like to try oh, this yeah. game uh, and get more of a feel for it. But uh, it should be exciting. Should be good stuff, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on in September, lightning round, uh, a new rumor popped up that goes along with a rumor that we did talk about a few weeks ago, which is the potential sale of Warner Brothers Interactive, where uh, AT&T, the parent company of Warner Brothers and by extension Warner Brothers Interactive, is looking to you know shed debt and get back into having monies and stuff. And they're looking to potentially sell Warner Brothers Interactive, which consists of Rockstar, not Rock, Rocksteady. Rocksteady. And, you know, um, Traveler's Tales and, you know, people who make the Lego games and, uh, you know, a whole host of others. Uh, and we had talked about initially Take-Two being interested, the parent company of, like, 2K. Um, the EA was interested. Activision Blizzard were all interested because those are quality studios that make quality games who are currently all working on some kind of Warner Brothers-esque IP. So, like, Avalanche was in there mm-hmm. who's supposedly working on the Harry Potter game. Rocksteady's got that... Suicide Squad versus the Justice League, potentially. WB Montreal is doing Batman. So, like, there's a lot of talented, you know, game developers in that library that they could possibly be purchasing. The newest name supposedly in on the, I guess it will end up being a bidding war at the end if it push comes to shove, uh, is Microsoft. So, what do you think uh, about Microsoft's chances at acquiring, like, five to six new first-party studios? All in one fell swoop. It makes sense. I mean, last year at their E3 event, they announced how many like studios they bought and so many consumed, and we're now making games for them. Um, but a lot of those studios also have played nice and have released stuff for other consoles. So whether Microsoft buys them or not, I don't think will hinder their release on other systems. Well, for the games currently in development, like I don't think that would impact Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League or Batman uh, Court of Owls or the Harry Potter game. But does then Rocksteady stop making Justice League and Warner Brothers based games and starts making whatever Xbox wants them to, I guess would kind of change the landscape pretty yeah. dramatically. I don't know what Obsidian's working on. They were the ones that um, created uh, Outer Worlds. Yeah. And Outer Worlds has since come out on everything and then they've also made a switch version which was not announced when outer worlds was initially announced yeah but that's something that they basically said like we're going to support this game and it's going to come out on all the platforms but i think whatever obsidian's next game is is going to probably be xbox exclusive slash pc exclusive maybe with a switch port because microsoft and nintendo play well yeah i mean and that's to be seen uh, microsoft obviously owns uh, mojang uh, who does the minecraft yeah, stuff and Minecraft games have come out on everything since then. Uh, but again, that was something that was multi-platform before Microsoft. Like, I'm wondering what the next, like, what the next game would be from Mojang. Would it be multi-platform Minecraft Dungeons? But it, did they make that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if they were the ones that actually developed mm-hmm. it or if it yeah. was somebody else. Yeah, and that could have been very much only on Microsoft, yeah. but that came out on everything. But it's still Minecraft. But it's, you, you see what I'm saying, though? Like, it's still Minecraft. Well, yeah, I don't think Mojang's going to make anything that's not Microsoft No, anyway. but or, um, it'd be... Minecraft, anyway. Yeah, it'd be a weird thing to be like, we're taking Minecraft and we're bringing it to just one console. I think that would be a bad mistake on their part. Whereas, like, they could easily say, okay, Rocksteady, that's your last Batman game or warner brothers game because now we'd have to go back and give part of the cut to warner brothers proper for the use of those characters so guess what you're making 
the master chief beat him up or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody seemed, wants that. No, but they could be like, okay, well, you're going to make a Batman style game, but with master chief where he's got to infiltrate some fortress of the bad guy. Like, you know, like they could go in that route. Right. With it. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it would be like to watch these companies make things that are like would travelers tales, keep making Lego games. And would they make like Lego gears of war or Lego, you know, Halo or whatever. Like, I don't know what that company would do if it's not Lego games. And Cuphead's another example. I mean, Cuphead was a Microsoft exclusive thing until it came out on the Switch. So, I mean, this is is new territory for somebody that hasn't been working for only Microsoft Mm -hmm. and is going to be making something past the things they're already working on. Yeah. Obviously, we won't know until Obsidian makes their next game. Um, And if this ever happens, what Rocksteady's next output will be after yeah. the Court of Owls game. Um, but I wouldn't put it past Microsoft to buy it. I don't think that just because they're interested, I don't think they're going to be the ones to buy it. Because I no, think Microsoft has a, I mean, they've got more things that they're spending money on. So like if it comes to a bidding war, they're going to be like, eh, we still got Windows. Like we don't need to throw a shit ton of money into this. Mm-hmm. Like let's take two, you know, take it or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm still hoping that a company like Take-Two or I guess EA or Activision you know, with their positives and negatives gets it because that at least means that these companies can then produce games for everybody. Yeah. Um, I think anybody but Activision I think I'd be okay with. I mean, I, I would say anybody but E3, EA, but... But EA is like now coming back up to not being a shitty company anymore. Yeah, it does seem like they may and have Activision learned. is now the new EA. Potentially. I did hear that Activision was saying no more $15 for a while or for to change your gender or something like that. So they're coming around on some things to not nickel and dime you as much. I guess, but they also like released that um, Warcraft remastered port that also ruined Warcraft 3 for people. Because like, they wanted to be uh, playable online between both versions. Mm-hmm. So they took out versions that the original or things that the original had that the new one did not. So they ruined a game that's been out for 20 years for people who have been playing it for 20 years to impact a game that just came out. Hmm. So like, I mean, there's lots of other examples, yeah. but they all have their I would rather hands. Activision not have their hands. But then again, Activision is also giving us Tony Hawk, so they have their good things too. I guess. Yeah. Hey, I'm just saying every, everybody's got their ups and their downs. Sure. Uh, so course. yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll see. If, I mean, this is all to say, even if AT and T even does sell it, they're still just potentially mulling it over. Yeah. At this point, so, and it's still a rumor that Microsoft's even interested. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't be interested. That's yeah. A, if you're a game company and you have money, yeah. of course you're interested. Well, and especially Microsoft, who in recent years has shown that they want to expand their first party studio offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sony seems somewhat content. They shored up Insomniac last year. Um, so I don't think they would necessarily be in the, you know, in the market for five or six additional devs. But hey, I mean, again, if you're a game conglomerate and you've got money to spend, you might as well at least look at the possibility of buying them. So we'll see what comes of that. If it moves on just beyond the rumor stage or what. Uh, lightning round. Uh, we got some Sony specific rumors this week. Um, this comes in the way of a patent, which as we've talked about multiple times, doesn't always mean that it's going to be a final product. Right. Um, just because you patent something, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just to get the idea on paper ahead of, you know, the research and development stage of things. Uh, but the one this week points to backwards compatibility for the PlayStation three, PlayStation two and PlayStation one, all via the cloud. So basically what this, 
um, would demonstrate would be you would be able to play PS1, PS2, PS3 games by having the like a virtual machine mimic those systems um, to be able to play from a cloud-based library. So I'm hoping that means that any games that you bought on the PS3 digital library or potentially any games that you have on disc from those generations, it doesn't say exactly how it would work. Uh, but this does at least point more into the direction of Sony finally committing 100% to backwards compatibility. Full backwards compatibility. As opposed to just, yeah, <clears throat> at least the top 100 PS4 games, but probably most of the you know PS4 games, this would be good to then have. like, But also PS3 games and PS2 and PS1. Yeah. And and still probably choosy as well. Like I don't, It's yeah. not going to be all of them, which is what I was hoping... Because when there's always rights issues, full and... backwards compatibility. But like, if you have a, again, they always say like, we couldn't do PS3 because you'd have to put a PS3 inside of a PS4 because yeah. of the way that the whatever the way the, the internals work. Architecture, right? Um, it reads differently off the disc. I was hoping that the PS5 would have that sort of technology fixed and figured out by now to go all the way back to the PS1 so that I can play a physical disc and have it play off the disc. Yeah. But unfortunately, it seems like this is just going to be what the Microsoft like with the Xbox One does, where it just recognizes that you own this game on a disc and then it downloads that thing. Or, I mean, uh, Xbox, from the Xbox does whatever. download it from, from, yeah. from the cloud or you know from the internet onto your, onto your hard drive. Um, but in this case, it might be a, we recognize this, now we're Stadia-style streaming it from the cloud. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't specify what specifically the mechanism is for getting you the game. Right. Um, but it does seem like it is creating a virtual machine somewhere whether that's in the cloud or on the ps5 and then the game is being played from somewhere whether it's the cloud or ps5 or the disc or the playstation store or what have you but again that means that this is going to be a select titles yeah like i still am mad that i can't play the dynasty warrior gundam games because i don't have a 360 anymore like i physically own those games and the xbox one is technically backwards compatible but they weren't one of the chosen so like i don't get to play it anymore unless i buy a 360 again yeah which i mean it's not that expensive a proposition no but like if you're gonna say your system's backwards compatible yeah it well you can still say it i would like it to be obviously you want to remove the asterisk right i don't want the asterisk to be there i want it to be fully backwards compatible i want to play the game that i physically own yeah on your system that you say is backwards compatible yeah um but I mean, it, this makes the most sense out of everything. I yeah. understand the reason they're doing this. I would, I mean, if if everything went the way I would like it, I would like to for everything to be backwards compatible. Yeah. But this does make the most sense because obviously, like, they're not going to put a PS One, PS Two, PS Three, PS Four inside of your system. No. It, I don't know the way technology works. So if I mean, it, it's more or if less they what could it, do it, that'd be great. That's but. more or less what it was, is you basically program the readability for those right. systems into your new system and then make them play nice with each other. But now you're just emulating these games on the cloud. Yeah. So it does make sense, and it's kind of obvious. Uh, like the fa- When I saw this patent came out, I was like, isn't that the way we all assumed this was going to happen anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that's... I guess good. Again, I would rather it not be choosy. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's it's rights issues and all these different things of who owns the rights to what. And if you if it's playable on a new machine, do you then have to like renegotiate things because it's like why you physically own that thing? Still? But it, but you own a game for the PlayStation Two, 
you don't own a game that can be played on the PlayStation 5. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, does original contracts say that it can be playable on a new machine? Whereas if you play it on a PS2, then you're more than welcome to. You own that disc. You own that PS2. It's your call. But I don't know if Sony can physically say or Xbox can physically say without negotiating some kind of something on the back end to say, yes, that Xbox original game can now be played on the Xbox One, a system you did not buy that game for. So I don't know. That seems I don't know the legal side of stuff, so I don't yeah, know if that's that's what I assume thing. is most of the problem is that these games weren't intended to be played on future systems, so you need to give somebody something, like whether it's a cut or whatever of these games to say See, I would think it'd be the other way, where if these things are now in the cloud, they're now accessible to everyone. So now you have to pay them rights, but as opposed to a physical thing, if I've given somebody my money for a physical thing, I know I own that physical thing. It doesn't matter how I play it because I'm the person playing it. You know what I mean? But it, now if it's on a cloud, people say the cloud doesn't exist. It's a it's on a server somewhere. <laughs> it's a server. Like so it does physically exist in a hard drive somewhere. Yeah. So now the rights have to be given. So I think that's why it's picky and choosy because they have to choose who they're giving the rights to. Yeah. As opposed to a disc, anyone can put a disc in a system. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's what you think, but maybe the opposite instance. Well, as I'm saying, either way, because that's why it's choosy is because they have to negotiate special issues and rights yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, I would love to play just my my game on my on my system off my disc, but this does make the most sense. Yeah. So I I mean, we'll see. They haven't fully announced any kind of feature like this. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. All they've really talked about is PS4 backwards compatibility with games and with like um, like accessories and stuff. So VR, yeah, and, and I think it'll be something things. that comes down the line anyway. Yeah. Like they did say, what the top 100 games are playable when the system comes out. Yeah, um, at minimum, like there'll be more than 100. Right, but... and I think that might be a physically playing this off the disc. Thing. Yeah, um, whereas these other ones. It maybe a year down the line they're like now we're opening our library because that's what they did with the xbox one xbox one didn't have any backwards compatibility or the 360 didn't have any any backwards compatibility when it came out and then and then after a while they're like all first party games will but you have to yeah. download a patch for them and then eventually they open the gates to other systems yep um so it's not going to be a day one thing which no. is why the patent probably just surfaced now yeah exactly um, so yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll find out more when Sony is willing to share. Uh, lightning round, something that they are willing to share, uh, is our first look at the PlayStation 5 box art for two <laughs> games, uh, one of which is Spider- Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, mm-hmm. uh, and the other one is uh, Godfall, the PS5 exclusive game. And both of them look very much like the PlayStation 4 box art in terms of like design and placement. Um, one thing, a couple of things that have changed the, what is now a blue strip that is at the top where it says PS4 and on the spine where it says PS4 is now a white strip, uh, which kind of goes along with the kind of white black aesthetic of the controller and the box itself where they're both predominantly, you know, white, white in design. Yeah. Uh, and then also in the corner, they, rather than saying like only on PlayStation or exclusively on PlayStation, which is what they have now for PS4 exclusives, uh, they now just have that PlayStation Studios logo. Which is what they said they were going to do. Yeah, yeah, so that makes sense. That's not a big change. And if you say PlayStation Studios, you don't have to then put the, you know, the cross triangle square circle to say exclusively on PlayStation or only on PlayStation, yeah. which is how they uh, denote it now. Well, and I think also that's a way to... Um 
because aren't all the first person stuff also on PlayStation now, which you can play on PC. So not necessary, not not necessarily. It comes later. Like it's not necessary. It's not there from the start the way it is with like Microsoft. But putting only on PlayStation, you're playing these games on a PC eventually. So, but you're still playing them on PlayStation now. Like you're not downloading them to your PC. It's, I guess, but I was just cloud based. That might again. be their way of like skirting the not skirting, but like saying like these are just our PlayStation Studios games because they might come out on PC later. Well, then, but they did that for the PS4 generation. Like God of War is available on PS now. So Spider Man, but they both still say like exclusively for PS4 right. So they're future proofing it with that that thing on there. Yeah. Um, but the I'm surprised that the boxes are blue. I'll still be surprised if they're blue when they release. I think that this is a we have mock art for a case and it's blue because we don't have mock art for the new cases that aren't printed yet. Um, because every generation for every console ever that's ever come out has a, had a different case. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, like, the 360 cases were green and the Xbox One cases were green. But they were they're, a different shade of green, but they're still green. And different size. They're, they're, they were DVD cases, and now they're Blu-ray cases. Well, we can't really tell the size of the PS5 one. Like, it's... Well, I, I don't I assume it's going to be a different size, but I, it's been a different color. Like, the, the, the again, the Xbox One ones are, they're green, but they're, it's a different... The solid. Sh- it's a solid green, it's supposed to see through green, and yeah. it's a different size i don't think these are going to be a different size because i think they'd be stupid blu-rays are the same size yeah but and you're not putting anything in them anymore like no it's not pamphlets or what sometimes there's coupons and hey check out it's our digital storefront like yeah but my guess is these are going to be black because um uhd cases are black um like 4k mm-hmm. cases are black and the system is primarily black and white it does have like the like streak of blue on it. That's what I think they're kind of going for with keeping that. Because I feel I feel like you wouldn't put out like here's your first look at the PS5 box with like. But they did say box art. They I know, didn't just but say box. Well, because if they said here's the first look at the PS5 game case box, no one would click on the article. They would if it said you know box art. Like you wouldn't just say box. I guess I don't know. My prediction is that it's going to be it's either going to be black or a different color. I will be surprised, and I mean. I, I don't have any inclination to know either way, but just the fact that every system has had a different case and a different color for every different generation makes me think that this is might just be their leftover um, sample art that mm-hmm. they had. And they're like, oh, well, it's going to be the same size. Just throw it in the blue one and no one's going to care. Yeah. See, I think the blue is the like to match the streak and the lighting in both the controller and the system. So yeah. I think that's what it's going to end up looking like. Um, but it doesn't deviate too much from the PS4 games. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I don't care. I will kind of be bummed if it is blue just because I like the differentiation between the system, like between the um, consoles. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's a case. As yeah. long as the spine doesn't look like shit, like it's the only thing that's going to be visible. 99% of the time. Yeah, and that's why I think they're not straying too far, so that way, you know, your PS4 games will then end and your PS5 games will begin, and they right, kind of all look the same with the different banner part. Color. Yeah. Um, just because if – I think if the box art itself or the placement of the bar or the strip or whatever – looked drastically different than what it did on the ps4 i'd probably be inclined to say like okay yeah they're revamping the box the way that they changed the box from like wii u to switch where it got smaller and it got translucent or whatever Mm -hmm. where because the art placement is so similar that's why i think those those cases will probably still be the same going forward i mean it could be blue and maybe if it's solid blue like that's fine but it's enough to differentiate the systems Mm. other than the 
like again from the spine because that's really what you're going to see 99 percent of the time yeah at stores or on your shelf um the white top i think because don't the um like the greatest hits or something like that the only difference is like the red now. the red so like just the strip is not enough differentiation for me for a system change hmm. you know yeah because again the 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 greatest hits they do the same thing it was just red mm-hmm. although aren't the cases red as well yeah i don't know on the they were on the ps3 i don't remember if they are i don't own any i don't think. on the ps4 yeah neither do i but i know on the ps3 yeah they were full on red and it's been so long since i've gone game shopping in a store <laughs> i mean i, I went the other day but i did look at the games. yeah and you're also not looking for a greatest like if anything you'd be looking for a copy of a greatest hits game that has the old case right because i anyway. don't want the greatest hits yeah. version I mean, so, I think with, that I think that they're red. I don't think that it, I think the boxes themselves are red because so. like the the Xbox did the same thing. They're platinum hits. They were platinum colored cases, mm-hmm. so they're great cases. And I don't know if they, they didn't did do any that on for the Xbox, Xbox one? one. I don't think they even bothered. They're just like hey, the game's twenty bucks. We don't need a designation for it. I don't think they did. Well, I don't even think they have greatest hits on the Xbox One. That's what I'm saying. No, yeah, I think they were just like, eh, we already know it sold shit tons. Yeah, it's just, okay, the game's 20 bucks now. We don't need a special label. Yeah, I think it's, it's just, really what it, it was. We're not, not going to waste your money in making new cases. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah so I uh, guess we'll see, you know, as more games release art and, you know, once they get closer to the game for the system release itself, which, again, we still don't know. Holiday, though, we're going to find out what those boxes look like. <laughs> yeah, they did say in that tweet, coming this holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, lightning round. Uh, the company behind L.A. Noir, the VR case files, uh, is said to be working with Rockstar on a brand new uh, open world VR game. Um, so this comes from a LinkedIn announcement uh, where Australian developer Video Games Deluxe is said to have finished the uh, L.A. Noir, the VR case files. So they're done with that game. That would actually be one that I kind of want to go back and play just because I like. That's going to be a very in-depth game. Yeah. Uh, but I think that could be pretty cool in terms of a VR game, and I just never went around to, to trying that on the PSVR when it did finally come to it. Um, but it says that they are now gearing up for a new project, a AAA open-world title in VR for Rockstar. Um, so they said 2020 marks our seventh year of working exclusively for Rockstar in Sydney, and we are excited to be taking on this groundbreaking project. Um, so that leads me to ask you this, John. What do you think they're working on for Rockstar? Is it just VR Rockstar Table Tennis? That would be awesome and actually probably a viable option. That would probably be a really viable option. But I don't think you'd call that a AAA open world unless you're just walking around Pokemon style <laughs> to go to different do, ping do pong play, gyms. You played the um, Mario Tennis on the Game Boy. It'd be like that where it's like a full-on RPG. Yeah. That'd be great. Be. Um, my guess, though, I'd say it probably once a month. I want a new Bully game. But Bully is a small enough open world game that would yield well to a vr would you be the bully or would you get bullied in vr and how uh well traumatizing would that be bully was short for bullsworth academy no yeah i know uh so like you weren't a bully or the bullier in this instance but um i you could be either it's an open world game yeah like you can go and push down nerds if you wanted to or push down jocks if you wanted to you could be whatever you wanted so Um, you're the bully i was not in that game. No, I was super nice to the nerds because I was just like, no one else was nice to me in high school. <laughs> um, but I love Bully and I don't do VR. So, like, if you're going to get me into VR, maybe Bully is going to be the thing. I'm not going to buy a VR headset for it. 
Just borrow Joe's. He's not using it. But yeah, I mean, Joe would absolutely buy it. Joe loves Bully as well. Um, but it's also a smaller game mm-hmm. while still being open world. It's open town because it's not. Yeah, it's just like the it's academy. It's not very area. big. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're going to do an open world game entirely in VR, that's probably a way to start because mm-hmm. that's small enough without it being huge. And even you were saying Iron Man had massive loading times, and that's not an open world anything. So for them to make an open world game in VR, it can't be that big. Yeah, so potentially. I don't think it's going to be a GTA. I don't think it's going to be a Red Dead. Um, See, the fact that they say AAA, like open world, Rockstar, immediately you jump to Red Dead or rock or um grand theft auto and i feel like you could do it you would just have to do a much smaller like you said a much smaller contained thing so it could be like it's open world but it's just like it's just set on long island as opposed or it's just set like in the suburb of malibu or something like that depending on where you want to set this like which grand theft auto you know thing you want to set it in or it's it's open world within this township in red dead where it's not like the entire West is at your disposal the way that it is in Red Dead 2. It's just these couple collections of towns. But I think and you can still go anywhere between these two or three like towns that are all embroiled in some controversy or whatever. Like, I, I think like like you could do that. Vehicle play and stuff in Grand Theft Auto is too much of a big thing for that to be an option. Mm-hmm. Red Dead more so uh, would yield to that because, like, I think you know, horse riding and stuff like that. You don't really necessarily go that far on horse. No. Um, so maybe it could be a like Red Dead where it's like, oh, like you're in this county yeah. or something like that. Um, but I think that honing that stuff down into a smaller size is not a selling point. Whereas if this is like, like I said, like Bully, like Bully is already known for being a small game. Or smaller open world yeah, game. comparatively. People aren't going to be like, oh, well, it doesn't have all of the city that doesn't Grand Theft Auto. Or it doesn't have all of the, the west that it doesn't Red Dead. So, like, yeah. it doesn't have that negative twinge to it already. Um, I think if you explain it right out of the gate. Like, say you're you're like, oh, it's, it's Red Dead VR where you take the place of a, a sheriff mm-hmm. who's got to go, you know, building to building within the town and keep law and order and all these different things. Like, that that would say that it's smaller but not necessarily be like, oh, it's smaller. It'd be like, oh, okay, it's self-contained, which I feel like is all about just in the yeah. The I think vernacular it's in the way that, that they have to pitch it. Yeah. Um, but this also could be its own thing. I mean, Grand Theft or uh, Rockstar has other projects. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like out of the box, like what if this is an open world um, midnight club, like uh, like Burnout was. Yeah. Like Burnout uh, Paradise is technically an open world racing game. Uh, they haven't done a midnight club game in forever. Um, they might as well do it with a VR, like <laughs> yeah, and like Gran Turismo works great, and Drive Club works great in VR. So I mean, driving clearly works well for VR. So that wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility, too. Yeah, and they don't. The midnight club games never licensed cars, so it's not like they're gonna run out of money that way either. Mm-hmm. And granted, Rockstar has shit tons of money anyway, but yeah. they've never had their own cars in GTA either. Um, so if they did a like open world midnight club, that could be super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it has to be smaller in scale. That's the only thing I'm saying it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I again having not played the La Noir VR, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I'm pretty sure it was pretty much the whole game, if I recall. 
Um, obviously, there's you know tweaks that you have to make to make it compatible for VR. Yeah. Um, and granted, Ellie Noir was a smaller game than the Grand Theft Autos right. and Red Dead's of the world, just because of when it came out. Yeah. Um, but I think it worked. I, I remember seeing nothing but good reviews for it. So. Um, yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll see what they come up with. But I mean, if Rockstar's behind it, and if you know this was well received when they did, the studio was well received when they did La Noire, then there's every potential for this to be a really good, awesome, like blockbuster AAA game yeah, for the VR, Rockstar's which is always good. Done anything bad? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, this isn't Rockstar proper making it, but they're working but in their close proximity, exactly. Yeah. And it's probably going to be one of their IP, so. Uh, at the very least, that should hopefully lead to uh, some good things. All right, lightning round. We've got new Super Hot coming out this week. Super uh, hot. And depending on the, if you purchased Super Hot before, this may, this new thing may be free for you. Um, so the um, company behind Super Hot and Super Hot VR uh, announced this week that there is a new Super Hot game called Super Hot Mind Control Delete. Which originally started out as a just a DLC for the original Super Hot, mm-hmm. and then blossomed into what is now going to be a full release game. Um, the game itself will be twenty five dollars, just like Super Hot was, and I think just like Super Hot VR was. Um, but twenty five, twenty five, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you purchased original Super Hot on any of the platforms it's available on, so um, Xbox, Xbox One, PC, PS Four then you will get a copy of this for free as long as you do it beforehand. However, if you got it free with Games with Gold or you bought the VR version of Superhot, that will not uh, count towards you getting a free copy. Um, so Superhot 1 right now is $25, so you could conceivably just go in, purchase that, then get the free one on Friday, and you've got both Superhot games for one low, low price. I'm- it's also like... Five dollars or ten dollars on GOG, which is a like PC mm-hmm. online store thing. Yeah, good old games, I believe. Um, so if you play on PC, you can get it for even cheaper. Yeah, I'm like really kicking myself all the times where I like I own Super Hot VR, but all the times where I saw like Super Hot One for eight bucks or whatever on some sale, where yeah. I'm like, I'm not gonna play the regular one. I've got the VR one. Uh, whatever. But they're two different games. I know they are, <laughs> but like, you know. In my mind, I'm like, I don't need to buy that one. I'll right. just, if I want to scratch the super hot itch, I'll just go play the VR one. I don't need to spend the $8 right. for this other game that I'll probably never play. Now I'm really kicking myself because then I would have had two games Well, and I have for it on super games with gold, so it doesn't count for me. Correct. Um, uh, but basically, this is just more super hot. Um, they just wanted to make... They said it's a, a roguelite at the start was how they pitched it, uh, but then it transformed from there. Uh, this is all coming... You know, this news from the uh, PlayStation blog, so this is just kind of what they had to say as part of it. Um, but, I mean, new Super Hot's always a good idea. They've been working on this for quite some time, um, and uh, it'll be uh, free if you already own the game. So are you going to buy Super Hot now on something else just to have it? I guess on PS4 because... No, I'll probably just wait until it's on sale at some point. Like, yeah. I never, I didn't even bother the first one and didn't know I liked it until I played it. Like, it wasn't one of those things that I was, like, interested in. Mm-hmm. It, at one point, I think I was, like, looking for something to play that was a quick, like, time fill before something else came out. Yeah. I don't remember why. Um, but just being like, sure, I'll give it a shot and being way more into it than I thought it was going to be. Um, I don't have, like, I have way too many games I've already 
played or I've already bought that I haven't played, so I don't think I'm going to reach in and get this one. I I'm super glad that it exists, um, and I will probably buy it when it's on sale. I'm not going to buy it at twenty five dollars though, considering that Super Hot One has gone on sale a million times. A million times. Yeah. It is a fantastic game and a super great experience, especially narratively when you don't think it's going to be so. I'd also imagine this one would probably go on sale pretty frequently, given that it was given out free to like six million people or whatever. Yeah. I think that's how many, I forget they said the number somewhere, but I don't have it in front of me of how many people bought the game originally. Um, so, but it's great. I played it twice. I played on, I mean, I played the VR version and then the regular version, um, all the way through. So I'm excited for a new one. I'm not going to buy it when it comes out. Just like I said, I have probably 20 games I bought that I haven't even played yet. Well, there you go. Uh, Lightning Round, uh, a re-released game, is getting brand new content never before seen by anybody. What game is that, John? Uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning is actually getting delayed first. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it is uh, getting new DLC in 2021. So uh, it was going to be out in August, I believe, and is now delayed to uh, September 8th. Um, so not a big delay i think maybe three weeks at the most i don't remember when the original release was um but in the news that they said like it's getting delayed uh they also said it's getting brand new content which is crazy for a game that's getting re-released yeah to get new content and not at launch like it's getting new content next year but not even just like oh it got new skin because normally when there's a re-release it's like oh there's new skins and there's new guns or whatever like there's new whatever this is like full-on dlc yeah, and so they said, um, obviously, not not much on it, but, like, a full-on campaign expansion yeah. is coming in 2021. Um, August 18th was the original release date. Gotcha. So, a three and a half weeks delay. I don't, I mean, it's not like people were begging and pleading for it to come out on this day, and it's, you know, it only got yeah. announced a couple weeks ago, so yeah. I don't care. Not a big deal. Delay it as much as you want. Um, but the the DLC thing is super cool, considering yeah. it's a game that was done already, and, like, the game that's remastered, or the company that's remastering it didn't even make it, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, a, a remastering company is now making new content, which is, I think, pretty, like, groundbreaking. Yeah, I don't think that's ever happened before. Um, but it also speaks to, I think, the larger world that they were trying to cultivate with Games yeah. of Amalur originally. Because yeah. it was supposed to be like this game, plus the MMO, plus books, mm-hmm. plus probably a sequel, plus probably a movie or a TV show or something like... Comics, I'm sure. It's yeah. Like they, was involved. When this, when this was created, this was created to be this big, expansive yeah. universe of content. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they have stuff to pull from, hopefully... It means good things for this universe because there's so much that they wanted to tell originally. So it's cool that whether this is wholly new or whether this is based on notes or ideas or sketches from the work that was done back in 2000 and whatever. Yeah. uh, Either way, that's cool and points to a building of a world that I think a lot of people were bummed didn't get to ever see. Because this game was just one and done, and then the company went under, and well, there was DLC for it. Yeah, but it was just one and done. Like it was over, and you were never going to get a sequel. Yeah, you were never going to get a sequel. The company went under, so you weren't going to get the MMO. Um, So this is cool that there's new, finally new content. Um, So it's a reason to to pick this up again 
beyond just the nostalgia or the I love this game, I want to play it on my current system. Yeah, and it makes me more excited for it. I mean, granted, I didn't finish it the first time I played it, um, but now knowing that there's even more, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's coming stuff. like it means I can get caught up and then wait for the the DLC whenever the DLC comes out. Yeah, so that's super cool. Yeah, good stuff there. Um, so that'll be super exciting, and we'll find out more about that probably closer to the game's launch mm -hmm. um, when they'll um, reveal the details on that DLC. Uh, lightning round. Uh, that's not the only old game coming to new systems. Uh, we got our look this month at what Nintendo's online game offerings are going to be. Uh, now, they don't obviously give these out every month uh, anymore, uh, but we do get the smattering from here. And there we've got three new games to look forward to uh, that will all be available starting on the 15th, which I believe is Thursday. Um, they are for the Nintendo Entertainment System. You will be getting the game Immortal, which was released on NES in 1991. Uh, you take on the role of a young wizard on a quest to find his missing mentor. Uh, looks like a dungeon crawler um, action RPG for the Nintendo. I haven't really heard anything about it, though, John, you did say you saw a video yeah. online that it sucks. Well, uh, uh, AVGN, Angry Video Game Nerd, did mm -hmm. a video on it last October, like around Christmas time. Or uh, Halloween time, rather. Like, those are two different times of the year. <laughs> uh, different Christmas for different people. I guess technically all the stores have their Christmas displays up in October, so technically you're right. Yes. Uh, it, he put a video out in, uh, in October close to Halloween. Uh, just uh, Obviously, he's the angry video game nerd. He, he does rip apart games, and mm. he did not leave a very good review of this. The video itself is cool because it's all shot in one take, which was neat. Um, but no, it's not a good game. <laughs> Um, so, but you'll get your own chance to try it later this week. We'll also be getting Natsume, uh, Natsume, Natsume, you're right. Uh, Championship Wrestling, which was released in 1994. Uh, and you can step into the ring with one of 12 fighters, uh, but it's not licensed. So, um, yeah, this is a Fire Pro game. Yeah. I mean, like, like Fire Pro, it was their own wrestling game that they came out in the end. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, obviously you're not playing as any of your favorite 1994 characters like Ric Flair or The Undertaker. I think or this 1994's like, The Rock. I think this had like their versions of wrestlers that were in like, like what Antonio Noki and stuff like that. Like, yeah. not license their names, but yeah. like. It's clearly them. The yeah, way like, they oh, look. that's Jushin Thunder Liger from right. 1994. We don't I know. Get it. Like, I don't know any wrestlers from back then, but yeah, yeah. It, I think it was their. I mean, I think Fire Pro had the same thing. Like, that's what they it have was. their like Undertaker looking character that, yeah. that his name was like the Grave Taker or something yeah. like that. The Grave Man. Grave Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that'd be cool. So we get another wrestling game there for the SNES. Uh, the big one though uh, for this new crop of games is 1994's Super Nintendo game Donkey Kong Country. Sweet. Um, so that'll be available. You'll be able to play multiplayer and all these things. All it said the secrets and stuff will still be there. So Diddy's Extra Lives, Start With 50, all those different like codes and special things and will all still be present in the game. So that's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, but that's clearly the, the big one. That's the draw. Yeah, is uh, Donkey Kong Country. So you're going to bust out your sideways Joy-Con to play Donkey Kong Country? Because you didn't buy the SNES controllers, right? I did not. Um, I actually got an email today that said that my re-renewal for mm. the nintendo online came today so i've got to go and buy a card because i'm not spending eight dollars every three months oh you know you don't just have the year no because when i originally got it i got it for free with twitch prime and uh, they gave you the they gave you like nine months for free at first and then if you had your prime account still they yeah, gave you that. three months after that yeah so um 
it the three months was the last thing that I had subscribed to. Got it. Oh so, yeah. So then yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. granted, it's eight dollars. Like, but it's twenty it's, bucks for the year. It's twenty for the year. I might as well just get a year and throw it on top of that. Yeah. Um, and I don't mind giving them that money. Like, yeah. Play your online games. I do every once in a while, and also like it's not much. Like twenty bucks is not much to support a company that I very much like right now. Well, yeah, and you you have that full library of NES and SNES games, and well, and uh, I want to keep playing Tetris. Like yeah. I do play Tetris oh, every yeah. once in a while, and that does require Nintendo Online. So true. I will throw money at them, but I might. Uh, I don't think I've ever beaten Donkey Kong Country. I believe. I mean, like I don't think I've played it since I was a child. So. Going back and playing it now might be a completely different experience. It might be a hell of a lot easier than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could I'm, be way more difficult. I'm certainly they don't make games like that anymore. Yeah, I'm certainly interested to go back and play it. Like I still remember the first three levels, like the back of my hand, like mm-hmm. where all the secrets were, and like the rhino and all that stuff, and like where he charges through to get to the secrets. And yeah. So I do want to go back and play that and see if it's worth going back and playing like i think we talked about this a couple weeks ago golden i don't go back and play that game <laughs> no I, think, I mean this is a different kind of game right. this is still just a side-scrolling platformer yeah. i think will hold up fairly well um considering what you thought of it originally mm-hmm. so but yeah those will all be available starting on thursday the 15th nice uh lightning round it's movie time uh looks like we're getting a little bit more info on the sleeping dogs movie potentially being real and in production and on its way yeah um Donnie Yen, who's a actor, martial artist, uh, it man, uh, the it guy, man, yeah, yeah, Chirrut Imwe from Rogue One. Uh, yeah, he was the blind guy. Yep. Um, I mean, he's been in tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. Uh, if uh, he's uh, posted on his Weibo account, Weibo account. I don't know how to pronounce that, but Weibo is like Chinese Twitter yeah. or tw- it's their their social media because yeah. they don't have Facebook. Um, he posted a picture of him like training in his gym, uh, saying, uh, excited to start his new challenge. All, all of this is in Chinese. Um, and then hashtagged in English sleeping dogs. So, uh, we knew that this movie was coming or we knew in that it, the rights form. were bought for it. Yeah. And it was, you know, somehow in production. Um, but, and we knew that Donnie was involved, but now that he's, teasing this that's fucking great that game is fantastic i don't know i think joe maybe never beat it but like that might be my favorite open world game uh i don't i I mean i say this also before i don't really do open world games very much because i don't like having too much to do um and this had a very clear narrative and there wasn't a ton of side stuff so you didn't get sidetracked on like you know gambling and stuff like that or you know robbing people because you were a undercover cop so like yeah you had more of a story to do it was just a story being told in this open world um and the narrative of that game is fucking fantastic so to see that a movie's coming out is cool i guess but to see that donnie ends evolved donnie ends fucking awesome everything he does is great so i'm super stoked nice um, yeah i've never played the game but um i'm always down to watch a movie you know, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a thing that I liked. I'll watch the movie for Yeah. Well, and to know that also, like, Chinese people are involved. I mean, it sounds stupid, but, like, a lot of stuff gets Americanized and yeah, torn I'm... apart. So, like... But at the same time, like, um, like Chinese uh, have invested so heavily in Western cinema that I'm not surprised by that at all. I mean, look at, like, the Matt Damon Great Wall movie, as garbage as it was, was still, like, 
mostly Good. Chinese actors yeah. and like written by, you know, or directed by a Chinese person and they had big backing from, you know, Chinese entertainment companies. So that doesn't surprise me that this is, you know, whether this is going to be, I don't remember who bought the rights though. So I don't, I don't know, know if this either. will be a Chinese release or a Western release or what, but he at least has some crossover appeal to make this a, a viable potential franchise. If it does come, you know, to the States and the world, or if it's just like a Chinese release, then it's whatever. It'll probably still be, you know, have a yeah. good high caliber action. Given I mean, I'm sure it'll come here pedigree. regardless of like, if it's a Chinese production or not, and it's, it is an American um, video game. Yeah. Like it's obviously not a Chinese video game. No. Um, I'm just happy that like something that is taking place in China, starring all Chinese characters is have a Chinese actor involved. Yeah. And you know, the production is primarily going to be Chinese rather than like the American Dragon Ball movie or like, Correct. you know, yeah. like, anything else uh, uh the ghost in the shell movie or something mm-hmm. like that you know where it's an american rendering of something that's foreign so um i'm excited for this this is great yeah should be uh should if be cool it, stuff donnie Yen's, I mean, if it's Yen's real great, or not so. he could just be saying he's old and he's now waking up for his next thing that's he's mm. the sleeping dog but who uh, knows that's true uh you know social media man can't read into it too much sometimes. Sometimes nope. you have to. Uh, lightning round. Other movie news for this week. Uh, it looks like the Monster Hunter movie has been delayed. Another victim. Everything else is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're still waiting on Tenet to be the official reopening of theaters. That keeps getting pushed further and further back into is the summer. Tenet? What? What? Tenet? Tenet? I don't know how to pronounce it. I've never heard it said out loud. The, the Christopher, Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, it's Tenet. There's no N in there. It's T-E-N-E-T. Then it's Tenet. I, I've watched the trailer. I thought they were saying Tenet. Yeah. So I don't know if it's Tenet or oh, yeah, Tenet. It's, it's Tenet, or, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. The Christopher Nolan one. Which looks great. Yeah. Uh, but it keeps getting... That's supposed to be the unofficial like reopening of theaters. Yeah, I think that's um, August now. Yeah. August but it, 18th or something. Yeah, it keeps getting pushed. So we'll see um, <clears throat> if and when theaters eventually open to show. Uh, new movies, but uh, Monster Hunter has been delayed to April 23rd of 2021. Uh, they did show off some new stills this week as part of that. Showed off some more Monster Hunter-ish weapons. Because I think all we've gotten at this point is just a poster and some like a couple of screenshots from like Entertainment Weekly or something like that. Well, we got the... I think they only showed off the one new thing. Because the other three I'd seen... The one with her like holding the blades on fire above yeah. her head is the is the only new one that I knew of. Yeah. The other two I had seen before. The one with Tony Jaa holding the giant um, sword. Yep. That was that was from like the poster from yeah. the Entertainment Weekly a few um, months ago. I still am confused by this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, surprised we haven't gotten a trailer honestly because it was supposed to have come out in the fall. I mean, maybe that's why it's getting delayed. Is that it's it's just straight up not even done. Well, I'm sure it's not done, but I would think that there would be. You'd have enough where you could cut something together, because I like filming. I think was done a long time ago. Yeah, so I yeah. you'd think that you'd have enough footage and general idea of the movie to be able to cut some kind of even just teaser mm-hmm. to be like, hey, we're delaying it. Because I feel like that's a better way to announce a delay than here's a screenshot of two flaming swords. And they weren't barely visible anyway. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's one of those things where like. Maybe you put out the Flaming Swords thing, then you put out that like 10 second teaser yeah. for the trailer to come tomorrow, and then we get some kind of trailer, whether it's a full trailer or a teaser trailer or what, the following day that's like, you know, two and a half minutes or whatever to kind of show us anything from this movie Yeah, um, to give people a sense of, is this Monster Hunter or is this just nonsense? Yeah, I mean, 
I, I'm on the fence. Like, I think I'll probably see it regardless. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters just because I don't know if I'm comfortable sitting in theaters anymore. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean un- until things get more normal. Um, which hopefully by April of next year they will be. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but I I would like to see a trailer to know if I'm more interested being like, God, what is this nightmare going to be? Or go into it being like, oh, this looks neat. Yeah, Because exactly. like, I do like Monster Hunter. I'm not like a super Monster Hunter lore person. Like I liked Monster Hunter World, which is the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I don't have enough to say to hate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like but I'm not like super ingrained something. in it to, to hate it, but I'm I know enough about it to be like, oh, this could be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I assume it's going to be because like everything we know of it so far is that they start in our world and end up in Monster Hunter world. Right. They're like military people and yeah. they get sucked into the Monster Hunter world. And I'm hoping that the trailer would at the very least give away kind of what the balance of the two worlds are. Like. Is it just the first 20 minutes where you establish the characters and then they get sucked through the portal or whatever it is? Or is it the first 60 minutes of them like they got to find the portal and they got to get past the bad guys and then they got to break in through the portal. And then the last 20 minutes to half hour is them in Monster Hunter world. I don't. Yeah, I want it to be mostly Monster Huntering. I want it to be the first 10 minutes like. And in fact, the trailer will be able to give that away of just like. You see them on patrol, and that's probably the first scene in the movie, and then they stumble upon a cave or whatever that has the portal, and then they wind up in Monster Hunter World. Yeah. And then the rest of the trailer is them battling monsters or finding weapons or whatever. I mean, maybe the Power Rangers trailer made you think they were going to be Power Rangers for a hell of a lot longer than Yo, they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's 100% one-to-one, but at least then you can get some kind of inclination as to yeah. what it's going to be. Right. Whereas the pictures don't give you any like semblance of what this is no because we've seen four pictures right now and i think two of them were in an hour world and two of them were in the under the 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 monster hunter world so so not great no but uh yeah so we a little bit longer to wait for that i assume probably we'll start getting trailers in abundance when movies start coming back i mean probably closer to christmas because that's when i mean everything's advertised around christmas time so yeah i think uh, you know august is now the first release date mm-hmm. so once movies start coming back to theaters i think that's when they're just holding trailers to then put in front of those movies so they don't have to have a trailer in front of a brand new movie that's been out on the internet for six months yeah that's probably what they're trying to avoid doing so maybe that's why we haven't seen it but uh, yeah, we'll find out more about Monster Hunter as it gets closer to its new release date of April 23rd. Anything I missed for the lightning round? Not lightning round for this week. Um, a quick thing. Sony invested, what, like $250 million in Epic Games yes. Studios yep. recently? Mm-hmm. Which isn't like super noteworthy because um, it's just money-wise. But it also yeah. makes sense given their Epic... Um, uh, the, the demo demo the that they demo. showed yep. and that said like strictly using the playstation 4 is fantastic technology blah 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 yeah um but yeah that was the only thing that minor news um other minor news um that i just remembered because uh, we talked about it briefly before we started but uh last night before uh, ufc 251 on fight island uh they did unveil the first trailer and announcement of ufc ea sports ufc 4 4 yeah um which will be coming out i never really got into the ufc games their controls are just way too complicated it's for me super wonky um to where it's like that's not what i want like at least with like the wwe wrestling games there's a complexity to the controls but it's easy to understand where it's like more it has that fighting game kind of base to it but the ufc ones are like it's all about the different triggers and 
getting different mounts and stuff like that. And it just was, it was too much. I never could really get into it, but it looks kind of cool. They have this like new mode, I guess what they're, they're having like a career mode, which will be cool. Um, but then they also have these new like fighting styles modes, which is going to go through the history of like mixed martial arts. So there's one where it's like a backyard cage. Cause that's where so many fighters get their start is fighting in, you know, backyard style underground fighting. Yeah. Things. Um, and then there's one where it looks like it's, you know, Mayan kickboxer type, you know, grudge match fighting, uh, which looks like it could be pretty cool. So it's all of the like current fighters that are in the game, but they're dressed in like, you know, different battle attire and face paint and stuff like that, which looks like it could be cool. Yeah. I wonder if it's like a play your way through the many mixed martial arts or through the many martial arts to find your mixed martial art that you want to do as your your creative fighter yeah it's possible like that would be super cool yeah because like obviously people have their own you know balance of what they like and what they use you know um, there are boxers out there that yeah they're boxers they're wrestlers they're guys who focus on jujitsu grapplers right yeah so to go through all of the ones and be like oh i rather like you know wrestling and you know, jujitsu than I do boxing and yeah. Muay Thai or, and even if it doesn't go that, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And even if it doesn't go that deep, I think it's just a cool thing to have for like a different aesthetic of like, Oh, here, you know, it's like when the WWE puts in like the fake, like, yeah. Oh, we're fighting in a swamp or it's the, the Firefly Funhouse match right. or whatever. Like those are cool things to just, it's a break from the mundanity of just fighting in octagons. Yeah. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're changing the arenas and all that's really changing is like the logos on the map, which is like whatever. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of cool cause it did like swap it up a little bit, but not something that I'm going to get. I mean, well, at least we're talking about it. We yeah. probably wouldn't talk about UFC four anyway. Nope. Probably wouldn't. Um, but that'll do it then for the lightning round, not lightning round for this week, which would do it for this week's episode of the broken clock podcast games cast room where you can find the games cast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, so let us know what you thought of the Ubisoft event. What games are you looking forward to maybe seeing in Part 2 later this year? Uh, are you excited about WWE Battlegrounds? Uh, are you mad about the price? Uh, do you want to see Microsoft purchase WB Interactive? Do you think Sony's going to go full bore with backwards compatibility? Do you like or not like the new box art? What color do you think the boxes themselves are going to be? Uh, what kind of game do you want to see from Rockstar um, and the LA Noir VR devs? Are you going to get a free copy of Super Hot? Are you excited about the new DLC for Kingdoms of Amalur? Are you playing Donkey Kong Country? And what do you want to see from the Sleeping Dogs movie or Monster Hunter movies? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. Wash your hands.